Coming up on Transformers University, we will meet the Target Masters in New York. We'll head to the Planet Master. And look out! That plane is about to crash into that tank. Talking Headmasters cartoon once again right now on Transformers University. Hello, my friend, and welcome to Transformers University. I am your host, Anthony Brucali, owner, operator, madman behind TFU.info, the website, the Toy Archive, this podcast, TFU News and Views podcast, and oh, so much more. And I want to welcome you to 2024 and to episode 135 of Transformers University. I know it's uh, it's been a few uh, few weeks since the last episode, and I'm glad you're uh, back with me to enjoy uh, another year of talking Transformers. Uh, if you haven't heard me on here, you might have heard me on some other podcasts. I did a guest uh, spot uh, about a month or two ago on Transmissions Podcast, where we talked about the new Skybound comic, uh, issue number one, and in the next couple of uh, days or weeks, you'll hear me on Mike Seibert Radio, uh, on the Mike Seibert Radio podcast, uh, talking with Mike, uh, all things Transformers, including um, where this show is at, where podcasting and just general collecting is at, and of course, what is in store for Transformers. Oh, and the Ross effect, as Mike likes to call it, uh, the effect of the sales at stores like Ross and TJ Maxx and Burlington Coat Factory and having all this Transformers product show up. So for all that sort of thing, all the more recent news stuff, please do check out that stuff. I do have another uh, episode of News and Views uh, on the slate. Hopefully I'm going to record it just after this. Uh, so please make sure you keep an eye out for that as well. But this time around, we are heading back to Japan, Japan. to talk about the Headmasters cartoon, as we wrap up this series, as it comes into February of 1988, uh, show ran until the end of March of 1988, but we're getting close to the end. We are on episodes 27, 28, and 29, and we're going to talk about the introduction of the Target Masters, and it starts with episode number 27, entitled Miraculous Warriors, Target Masters, Part 1, or as Omni Productions likes to call it, The Miracle Warriors, Part 1. Oddly enough, Shout Factory kind of combined these two titles, calling it uh, The Miracle Warriors, The Target Masters, Part 1. And this episode aired on February 12th, 1988. And it's worth noting that uh, the end of this airing was actually interrupted uh, by a news report. And what I can kind of suss out from the internet is that uh, uh, there was a uh, nuclear power protest in Tokyo. There were 500 protesters. Uh, they may have clashed with police. Uh, I'm not too sure about that, but uh, <laughs> also the numbers vary from 500 to 3,000, depending on who you asked at the time, I guess. Uh, but they think that is what the news special report that interrupted this episode was. And don't forget, when you think about the time period, this was four years removed from Chernobyl. Uh, so there was still a very recent event at the time, and nuclear power uh, was a very contentious issue. But enough of 1988. Let's jump into the far-flung future of 2011 and check out what the Headmasters are up to. The Headmaster Autobots, they're bored, uh, and they're repairing Earth uh, without the Decepticons. Highbrow and Brainstorm are sent to find some of the undetonated explosives in a cave, and uh, Hardhead and Chromedo are looking elsewhere for the same. 
Elsewhere on Earth, the Autobot cassettes are out investigating. There's nothing here. Let's go somewhere else. So they go somewhere else. But Fortress Maximus assigns Spike, Daniel, Arcee, and Wheelie out to meet with the Earth leaders at the UN. But in the cave, Chrome Dome finds a bomb and accidentally arms it. Oh no! The time is on! What? Who's going to stop it then? I think you better go! But you're braver than me! Come on, this is not a time to argue. Oh, okay, let's switch heads. I see, you want to increase our strength. Okay. Let's switch! I always feel like that head switch thing is like the old Bugs Bunny cartoon, the, um, the well, Daffy Duck cartoon, really. Uh, Hassan Chop. Hassan Chop! But now we've got lava flowing into the cave, so the Autobots flee. In New York City, Spike and Arcee head to the UN and leave uh, Daniel and Wheelie home alone in New York. Now, one of the ongoing threads in this episode is that Daniel makes fun of Wheelie for having no friends, and uh, he continues to do that in New York. But just then, as Wheelie's telling us about his girlfriend, who's totally real and just lives in Canada, totally exists, uh, the Target Masters arrive and say hello to Wheelie. Find out that Wheelie's lying, and uh, Point Blank and company aren't really his friends, they're actually his senior officers. So Wheelie takes the Target Masters to Fortress Maximus. Fortress, aka Cerebros, meets with uh, Point Blank, and it's a bit awkward. Commander! Commander! Can I have a minute of your time? Sir, there's someone else here who wants to meet you! Oh, someone wants me? That's right! Quickly! Come on, sir! Oh, it's you, Point Blank. One of the finest warriors in the universe. It's a pleasure to meet you, sir. I should have arrived on Earth before now, Commander. But unfortunately, I got held up on the way. There was something I needed to attend to, which affects the future of the human race on the planet Earth. But anyway, we managed to clear it all up. I see. Congratulations. The Target Masters want to help Fortress Maximus prep for an eventual Decepticon return. Meanwhile, Wheelie tells tales of the Target Masters' bravery. And we flash back to the Target Masters fighting a bunch of generic off-color model Decepticons and Slug Slingers in there too for some reason. Chrome Dome and Hardhead uh, are still trapped underground and elsewhere, Highbrow and Brainstorm are escaping. Fortress Maximus and the Autobots uh, cut a hole to rescue Hardhead and Brainstorm and then the narrator explains. The Autobots transport the explosives into outer space. They're trying to defuse the timer. However, will they be able to make it in time? On Earth, Spike, RC, Raiden, Computron, Defensor destroy Decepticon headquarters. And then back in space... Space! Fortress is looking for a suitable place to uh, ditch these bombs that they found. They find a ship uh, floating in space like this, and Twincast translates the incoming message. The ship is from the planet Master. Decepticons are attacking the ship. Those Decepticons, Slug Slinger, Misfire, and Trigger Happy. So the Target Masters fight. Then Sixshot, the Ninja Consultant, arrives. Another ship arrives on Fortress Maximus, and it's from the Planet Master. And the friends from Planet Master talk to us. He said the Decepticons have launched an attack on Master Planet. What? They're at it again. Huh? A humongous battleship attacked them. A lot of them have been killed. What are we going to do about it, Commander? Well, first of all, we have to try and protect these refugees, no matter what it costs. Outside, everyone fights six shot, and Twincast has news. Well, Commander, they seem to be able to read our minds. The refugees who are on the ship from Planet Master, they load the explosives onto their shuttle and take off. And the narrator will tell us the rest. In the end, the explosives did go off. 
the people from Planet Master sacrificed their lives for the Autobots. The blast of the explosion was felt by everyone on the spaceship. Can Chrome Dome and his men win the battle against Six Shot? Well, can they? Let's find out in episode number 28, Miraculous Warriors, Target Masters, part two, or as Omni Productions calls it. The Miracle Warriors, part two. This one aired on a week later on February 19th, 1988, and starts with a recap. And then after the recap, we find out that in the explosion, the Headmaster Autobots find Point Blank and his friends. They're knocked out. But they're holding new guns? Apparently the guns are like stuck on their hands and that's the target master partner. So they bond a little differently than uh, you would see on the US side. Instead of the target masters holding them, uh, their fists withdraw, uh, much like uh, the early G1 cartoon. And the gun attaches to uh, the wrist. So the ship heads back to Earth and the target masters recover. And what we see here while they're heading back to Earth is everyone is working out uh, including uh, the Target Masters working out one-handed. I'll clip that up and put it on socials, uh, just like he did with the Headmasters working out uh, previously. Chrome Dome notices some strange sounds from those guns. I was really very worried about you people. I'm glad you're all all right. So you understand what they're saying, Point Blank? I'm using telepathy, you see. That's how I communicate with all of them. Hmm, that's a very special skill, which is being highly developed on Master Planet. So I see. That is a very special skill. Fortress decides they're going to head over to Planet Master. On Planet Master, the Decepticons are attacking, and we find out the Decepticon target masters have the same issue with their guns. And this is kind of like a tragic moment because the, the folks from Planet Master were all fleeing those Decepticons, and three of them uh, wound up bonded to Decepticons, um, pretty much enslaved uh, to them as well. On the ship, we find out the target master bots can... Uh, remove the guns and point blank uh, thinks he's better than the headmaster bots uh the autobots arrive on planet master and everyone fights the autobots win and we meet some interesting looking generics from the planet master um out of the rubble comes one of them and his name is uh sapo in the omni productions version jack in the subtitled versions and uh the autobots give him medical attention on their ship and after revival chrome dome tries to jog uh, Sapo slash Jack's memory uh, because they are old friends, apparently. Uh, Jack leaves and Chrome Dome tells him a story outside. I remember this area was just a barren waste. We worked together then, didn't we? Those were good times. What's that? You were the strongest. Huh? Both you and I wanted to become stronger. So we started a program of rigorous training. But it was too tough for me. Eventually I failed. Yes, I failed dismally, so I couldn't become a member of your team. What are you saying? You're a great scientist, Sapo. You've done a great deal for Planet Master. You are their major benefactor. You mustn't look down on yourself. No matter what, you are still my friend. It doesn't matter what becomes of us, you and I will always be friends. Although I'm an Autobot warrior and you are not a fighter, that still doesn't matter, our friendship will last. Huh? If you think that is wrong, then I have nothing else to say. 
You just think about it, Sapo. They hug, and Point Blank sees this. Elsewhere, Six Shot and Scorponok do some science. What is that going to lead to? We'll find out. Chrome Dome leaves Jack for a meeting, then returns quickly to punch him in the stomach. Turns out that uh, Jack is Six Shot in disguise. Back at the Decepticons, the real Jack is being tortured for info with no luck on the Decepticon side. So the Decepticons decide to install a bomb inside of him. And then he is hypnotized by a mind wipe to go and enter and blow up the Autobot ship. Yes, the Decepticons have created a headmaster suicide bomber. Jack returns and Twincast scans the bomb inside of him. The Autobots clear out as Jack walks towards the ship. Chrome Dome tries to stop him. Point Blank arms himself to shoot Jack. Chrome Dome says he will do it if he needs to. Jumps in front of Jack and shoots him through the stomach. Jack explodes and the Decepticons attack. Chrome Dome now wants vengeance against Sixshot for a multitude of reasons. First, uh, Ultra Magnus uh, and now Jack. And I'm sure I'm forgetting a whole bunch of others. Chrome Dome shoots both of Sixshot's arms off and the Decepticons flee. Chrome Dome and Point Blank agree to uh, dislike one another, but they'll respect each other at least. And the narrator gives us one more recap. Chrome Dome has had a very bad experience. In order to save the Autobot spaceship from certain annihilation, he's had to kill his oldest friend, Sappho. However, this has made him all the stronger. And there you have it. That is the two-parter uh, introducing the Target Masters. And uh, much like most, most of the show, it is played with some pacing issues. Uh, the cutting back and forth really quickly to the Decepticons thing does throw a lot of this off. But uh, again, some interesting concepts here. The the target on feature for uh, the target masters, much like the head on feature for uh, the headmasters. Uh, Chrome Dome developing this rivalry with uh, Six Shot. Um, there's there's some neat stuff in here, despite the the pacing and storytelling issues of the series. Now that said, uh, before we leave this portion of of the story, I do want to mention that Sapo Jack, uh, Sapo Jack. Uh, <laughs> uh, he actually got a toy later on. So as part of the uh, Titans Return line or Transformers Legends line, I should say, in Japan, uh, there was a Great Shot figure. Uh, we'll meet Great Shot later on this year. Uh, but it, they all featured the Headmaster gimmick and uh, Jack was featured as the head of that toy. So neat little things here populating into uh modern-day Transformers toys from the late 80s Japanese cartoon series. We got one more episode to cover, and we'll do it right after this. Hey, want to help out this podcast or the website tfu.info? There's a number of ways you can do it. Let me tell you how. You can help us directly by joining our Patreon and enrolling as a student at Transformers University. There, you'll get early access to the podcast as well as exclusive behind-the-scenes peaks and perks. For as little as one dollar a month sign up is quick and easy just swing on by to www.patreon.com tfu info another way you can help us is by using our amazon link www.tfu.info amazon type that into your browser whenever you want to shop at amazon and a portion of what you spend will be contributed back to us it's that easy finally you don't become the world's longest-running transforming toy archive without some help from other fans. We're always on the hunt for photos of figures and accessories we're missing from our pages. If you'd like to contribute, go to tfu.info help for a list of what we need or send an email to info at tfu.info. tfu.info. 
the Alpha Trion and Omega Prime of Transforming Toys. Now, back to the show. So we move on to the final episode we will cover in this edition of Transformers University. That is episode 29. The Master Sword is in danger, much like our planets uh, several years later. Our worlds are in danger. Originally airing on February 26th, 1988. And of course, uh, the Omni-Dub had a much different title. Crisis on Planet Master. As far as the Shout Factory versions that came out later on, this had a much longer title in uh, The Secret of the Master Sword is in Danger. Uh, so going much deeper into what we're about to uh, find out in this episode. It starts with the Autobots convening to figure out uh, what exactly Scorponok might be up to. Uh, Chrome Dome is sure that Scorponok is still on Planet Master. But we find out from the narrator... This is Planet Master. A few thousand meters below ground, there is a large cave. And as Chrome Dome suspects, Scorponok is hiding there. Find out the Decepticons are testing a thing called G-Metal. They'll use Scorponok to find more G-Metal. Why? We'll use G-Metal to produce our weapons, then we can easily defeat Fortress Maximus! But they're gonna need a lot more to defeat Fortress Maximus. We only have 3,000 kilos of this G-Metal. In order to defeat Fortress Maximus, we'll need at least 10,000 kilos. Do you know that? 10,000 kilos! 10,000 kilos? That's like Colombian exclusive G-Metal. Elsewhere, Willy dreams of being as good as the Headmasters. Uh, he runs out to train and jog and gets caught in everybody's favorite cartoon trope, quicksand. And ultimately, because of that, he gets captured by Sixshot. Sixshot is willing to trade Wheelie uh, for the secret of the Master Scored. Wheelie's life is now in my hands. If you decline my request, then he dies. I'll give you all three hours to think about it. What if we say no? <laughs> you have three hours from when the timer starts. When the time's up, Wheelie will be carried to the acid pool. That acid is so strong, it could eat up Wheelie in a matter of seconds! And this scene here really is um, kind of off-putting. It is Wheelie uh, chained up against a wall. Um, <laughs> I gotta say, uh, there is some weird S&M context to this that I just don't know if Wheelie was delivering a pizza to the wrong house or what. But uh, Chrome Dome is very quick to uh, pass on saving Wheelie's life. Uh, Daniel is sad and Chrome Dome decides he will help find Wheelie. Chrome Dome Daniel caught by Highbrow. He also wants to help out and he decides to keep the mission a secret. He mods Daniel's gun to be a real gun, uh, and as we've seen in actually previous episodes, and they sneak aboard the train bots, which are accidentally called Grimlock in this episode of the dub. Fortress Maximus, though, has his own plans. Only Fortress Maximus alone knows Master Sword's secret, and Fortress Maximus is prepared to tell Scorponok the secret in order to save Wheelie. In order to infiltrate the Decepticon base, Chrome Dome and Daniel just drive past the Headmaster Horicons and into the Scorponok base, and we find out that Highbrow is very bad at keeping secrets. What? Chrome Dome and Danny have gone to rescue Wheelie on their own? Yes, Commander, I should have told you earlier. I'm sorry. Highbrow, it's been four minutes. Four minutes you've kept that secret. So the Autobots now decide they also need to go rescue Chrome Dome and Daniel. Chrome Dome and Daniel start to sneak through the Decepticon base. And Chrome Dome uses Daniel to evade uh, some alarms and traps because of his small size. Eventually, they find Wheelie and help him escape as uh, 
Fortress and the team end their negotiations with Sixshot. The Autobots and Decepticons fight, and lots of cool transformation sequences happen in the episode. It's kind of feeling like filler. Uh, then, Scorponok decides he's going to send in some backup. Hey, who are they? So this is how we meet the Duocons, which is a little bit better than their U.S. intro. Galvatron, our jet's going to crash into our tank! No, it's not! They're going to transform into one robot! That's right, we're meeting Battletrap and Flywheels. The fight turns out to be kind of like a, a football game with a giant disc full of Master Sword secrets. And I mean, it's like a giant, like three and a half inch floppy disc, but large. Uh, and they're tossing it around, tackling each other, trying to catch it. Ultimately, though, the Decepticons get the disc and fly off with the secret of the Master Sword, or at least whatever's on there. Uh, the Autobots are sad. Chrome Dome, Wheelie, and Daniel are now punished for leaving the ship without, uh, without authorization, and they are cleaning the ship as the episode ends. Now, it's fun to mention here that G-Metal has a bit of a legacy within Transformers fiction. Uh, it appeared in some of the Shattered Glass stories and in the IDW Beast Wars comic uh, in 2006. It was also part of the Transformers Universe game uh, that came out in the early 2010s uh, as characters' weapons were either uh, made with or reinforced by G-Metal, and then also in the toys in uh, the Timelines uh, toy line, uh, which was part of the Transformers Collectors Club, uh, the club-exclusive figure for Nova Prime featured a G-Metal Battle Axe, uh, which is the Thrilling 30 Orion Pax figure, uh, if you're not familiar with it. Uh, and if you're not familiar with that, you're going to have to wait till we get to Thrilling 30 on here, which will probably be several years from now. But there you have it. Three more episodes of The Headmasters as we, we try to race towards the end. And I got to tell you, you know, Headmasters is really wearing on me. <laughs> um, I, I don't feel like it's one of the better Transformers series. In fact, it might be one of the uh, worst Transformers series. And it has some really cool concepts. It has the right kind of star hopping combination that I would like out of a Transformers series. But uh, the pacing is bad. The storytelling um, is just not my cup of tea. And uh, the animation, while well-drawn, is very dull in terms of the colors. So the color palette is very flat. And um, yeah, all of it together uh, is just not a good combination for me. I don't like to editorialize too much on the show, but I do like that there are a, a lot of things we can talk about that do have a legacy within the brand. Now, while this wraps up another episode uh, covering the Headmasters cartoon, we still got so much more to cover in 1988. Want to know what that is? Find out right after this. Thanks for listening to the show. Stick around to hear what's coming up next episode. But first, I want to fill you in on a few ways you can stay in touch with the show. Want to be on the show? Leave us a voicemail at 702-763-4838. That's 702-POD-4TFU. Or send an email to info at tfu.info. Be sure to catch us on Twitter at TFU underscore info and on Facebook and Instagram under the username TFU info, all one word. Also, please subscribe to our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash TFU info, where we post all of our podcasts plus special video segments, reviews, and live coverage of Transformers-related events such as New York Toy Fair and New York Comic Con. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Please visit us at www.tfu.info, the world's longest-running transforming toy archive. So next time on the show, we're heading back to the UK 
to talk Marvel UK Comics issues 146 to 151, a storyline entitled The Legacy of Unicron. It features Rodimus Prime and Death's Head and the Junkions and all sorts of stuff, uh, including some Transformers origin stuff. Uh, I've never read it. I'm, I'm really just reading the synopsis off the wiki page and, and putting a little bit of a spin on it. Whatever's inside, we know it's going to be a good time, so I really do hope you join me on the next episode. Till then, if you want to catch up with me, uh, of course, you can always find me on Blue Sky and Twitter, uh, at TFU underscore info on Twitter, uh, at TFU info uh, at Blue Sky, uh, also on Threads and Instagram, Facebook, and of course on the web at www.tfu.info. Finally, if you really want to hang out, you should check out the Patreon, patreon.com slash TFU info. As we head into next year, I think I'm going to do a bit more on the Patreon. I'm not entirely sure what just yet, but um, I think there's a way to refine it. And I really do feel like I should be posting there more. So uh, if you are on the Patreon, thank you. Thank you for your patronage. And if you haven't joined the Patreon, you can sign up. You can follow it for free. And then you can get bonuses for as little as $1. So please do check it out. www.patreon.com slash tfuinfo. With that, we're going to wrap things up. I am your host, Anthony Brucali, owner, operator, madman behind tfu.info. See ya.